0: Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. How you like me now? Oh, no.
1: What? What song is that? Uh. <laughs>
0: No, hey, like me now, isn't it in a? I think it's in an ad, ad or something. Oh, I just picked I think it, it up from somewhere. I Are we know. on? Oh yeah, we're on. We're oh, on. that's oh, that... going <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel well, like we me. need
1: to shut up about you and me and we need to talk to Kirsten. Oh, yes, we do.
0: Kirsten, please, anything you need to tell us. Anything, any yeah, news, guys, anything, any
1: I'm, engaged. I'm
2: engaged. in your I'm engaged. Yay! I know, it
0: feels fucking good. <laughs>
1: it's so good. Is I'm there so a happy. story? Well, Is
2: there a... Yeah, there's a story, but you need to lower your expectations because it didn't quite go to plan. So That's my
1: favourite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in Apollo Bay for like uh, like four days. So I had leave over over Christmas and New Year, just two weeks. And Natalia, the little saint that she is, um, works in like aged care. So they didn't get any like oh, set I need time the tarry off. Belt. Ding,
0: ding. Can I add in like side notes? Yeah. Because Natalia is, when Kirsten says saint, she is an actual angel. Well, she's worked in aged care yes. in 2020. And so, she, And she looks like an angel. She does. She's beautiful. And she's so. just – when she comes into the room, it's like you expect there to be, like, wings and and doves flying around. Yeah. She's just a pure heart, sweet soul. Okay, Kirst, please right. continue with your own story. <laughs> that sums it up.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, so she didn't get any set leave, but we, like, had four days that sort of mirrored up. And we were right. like, let's bail out of the city. This is ridiculous. We've been in lockdown for – God knows how long we're getting out yeah. of here. Um, so we went to Apollo Bay and it was beautiful. It was like, you know, one side, you know, ocean. And then the other side was like the Otways, um, like rainforesty. And, you know, Natalia loves nature and all that stuff. So I had already decided that this was going to be the time frame that I was going to propose at some point. At Apollo Bay, somewhere nice. I was like, "Let's go." I thought maybe beach, but then I was like, "It's been done. It's been done." Yeah. And then I was like, "Maybe I'll go rainfall, like a waterfall." Um, yeah. So that was my plan, Risky. and I had yeah. Risky. Oh God! Well, it didn't work out. So okay. um, <laughs> we get there and it's the worst weather that part of town has had since 2012. <gasps> oh, it buckets no. down the entire time we're there. So first night, absolute write off. We just sort of like get dinner, and that's it. Um go to bed, whatever. The next yeah. day it's like, stop raining, but it's forecast to absolutely bucket down later on. So we're like, let's oh. just go for like, take our chances, bought ponchos, we'll go for a walk. And I've got the ring with me the entire time.
1: I was going to ask you, where is the ring? Like, how are you oh, It's
2: hiding in my pocket. It. It's like, in. I've got a raincoat and then I've got a bloody poncho on <laughs> over the top, just trying to keep it dry. <laughs> and I look <laughs> ridiculous. Oh,
0: it's so the opposite of glamour. I'm oh, loving this.
2: So bad. And then we ended up going for this walk and it was like a 7k walk. We we're like, let's just risk it. Like we're pretty equipped for the weather. It's going to be fine. Doesn't rain, but there's a nice sort of view overlooking um, like this cliff, and um, you can see the water. And it was kind of like the perfect spot, but it starts bucketing down with rain. Oh, We've got no. ponchos on. Natalia's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, I'm getting wet. Like, you know, my shoes are saturated, and I'm like, this probably isn't the moment. The so, moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I tail between my legs. We walk back. Um, it, it, the rest like 3.5 k's in the absolute. Like I can't tell you. Like it hurt. The rain hurt. <laughs> like, oh, <no. laughs> I know that feeling when rain hurts. Oh. Oh, I know it. Yeah, it was painful. So we, anyway, towel between my legs, whatever. Suck it up. I'm like, okay, next day, day three. I'm like, let's go
1: to a rainbow. Hang
0: on, hang on, hang on. So the the ring was in your pocket, and, and yep. I'm imagining it sort of going woo, woo, like oh, it's radioactive. Feel it.
1: it, like it had a heartbeat. Yeah, it had where, a did you then,
0: where did you hide it? In the in is this a, you in a tent or a room? No, or we're, where? we're
2: in a room. We're in a room. So I had it, yeah, sort of in my bag, like a Okay, them, literally, like under like the jocks like under the undies okay just not going there um yeah, great <laughs> fine but then I uh, said so get to the next day and I'm like let's go to a rainfall I'm like at least like with all the water it's gonna be amazing like I'm gonna need a megaphone to talk over the like th- the sound of the water yep. hitting the rocks like it's gonna be sensational you're but,
1: so glass half full at this point you're yeah are am like still going <laughs> can't lose
2: I'm like this is it like it's yep. gotta happen it's gotta happen this is how I've planned it that's it we're not yep. taking no for an answer. But because of all the rainfall, uh everything had, like, sort of overflown. No. So, God, we spent, like, the day going to, like, three different waterfalls um, and getting turned around at each one. Rangers there, lights and sirens, being like, there's absolutely no way you guys are going to that waterfall. Like, the oh, stairs are no. submerged under water.
0: No, no. No. Mm.
2: no. I was like, okay, you guys, like, fine. Like, fine, we're not doing it. Um, whatever. And then it gets to our last night, and because we have had – like every single meal out, like where we were staying, it was kind of like a little, like it wasn't proper kitchen, wasn't really set up. Um, right. So it had like tiny little kitchenette. So we were out like breakfast, lunch, dinner, every single meal it gets to our last day. And Natalia's like, oh, let's just have like a cheap and cheerful meal on the last night. Let's just have like something cheap. And I was like, oh, I was kind of thinking maybe we could have a nice dinner that
1: I could, you know. She's like, she wants toasties. Literally,
2: literally, (laughs) ham and cheese toasties. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes. Oh god, God. like this is it. This is it. Last chance. Um, ham and cheese toasties. We're on the balcony. There is a nice, like, stunning view of like the ocean where we are. Um, we've got champagne, ham and cheese toasties, and like we sort of have this conversation, and it's you know it's naturally sort of getting like you know oh, we've had a bit of a shit year um but you know we're excited about the future and you know i can't wait to you know blah 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 we both cried um i asked she said yes and yeah like i'm engaged Aww. how good <laughs> we're both crying I mean, <laughs> cheese toasties
1: and champagne not that's not what I yeah no I I think it's perfect though it's so beautiful I actually think those
0: moments are better than a massive extravagant thing because it's you and it's real yeah Yeah. and it's not like this thing done for uh, Instagram it's I've got questions
2: okay hit me go did she have any idea? No. She had no idea that it was happening at Apollo Bay and that so I was, even had a ring. It she was kind of like, shock? go get one. Yeah, she was in shock. <laughs> in shock oh, I love it. Wow. That's the shock.
0: best. Wow. That's the best. Wow. Oh, well, I love you both. And I, I... just, it's, you you made, just two people who are meant to be together. I've just yes. always thought of you and Natalia as a couple. I mean, I've always known you as a couple, Yeah. but you, you are a couple. You are just two souls who are meant to be together on this earth.
1: And I'm just living for these moments now in 2021, oh, now that yeah. it's not 2020. And I know that people are still having a really shit year in some parts of the world yeah. in 2021. But I feel like even if you are having a shit time, these are the little moments yes. like that just make mm-hmm. everything okay again. Yes. yes. you know, need a win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Is well, bad. can I suggest not having 220 people at your wedding? Yeah, um, no, that won't be,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> be happening. That into. would be my one bit of advice to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> and keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's so
0: exciting. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Kirsten, can we come to the wedding? And also there's one other thing. <laughs> yes. Kirsten, you can't <laughs> just
1: ask people like that. Yeah, well, I want sure to come. Can.
0: can I come anyway? Yes. yes. And um, Kirsten had to wear a dress once. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she had to have all hair and makeup and everything. She going. told me that while I was pretending, I almost spat it I know.
2: out. Have you seen Cursed. the photos? And has got a photo of it.
0: I did have it as my screens, my like my thing when you ring. But I don't, I actually don't know if I even have the picture anymore, Kirst. So you're lucky. Oh, See, because shade. you've it's been gone. through that
1: traumatizing <laughs> experience, Kirst. You 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 will not make anyone do that shit for your wedding. It no, was that's just my right.
0: favourite picture for ages, yeah, of, be, of Kirsten <laughs> being made to wear this outfit that she was so uncomfortable And in. you it have to do it. I was like, well, whatever. Like, I'll just <laughs> suck it
2: up and I'll just do it. It's not my day. Whatever. I'll, I'll get it done. Hair, makeup, nails. Like, it was
0: not my scene at all. She hates getting dressed up. There was one day we had to go and do a show at the races. Even when you're working, like broadcasting at the races, you're supposed to dress to the nines. Sure. Ridiculous, because how do I wear a hat when I've got headphones on? Yeah. And... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kirsten came with came with us. And I, I Kirsten's never cross about anything else. <laughs> she's so she angry. Was in such a mood. I think did we sent you home. I think we actually sent you home. I Kirsten. hope so. Yeah, I
2: think you might have. Yeah. I think I left with like a frown line. There's a permanent frown line on my forehead from that day <laughs> of the So uncomfortable. Oh well, she's
0: going, Oh well, she just was look smart enough. She had like, you know, just black pants and a black shirt, I yeah. think. Kirsten. Yeah. Like yeah, I, oh God. But she was so shitty about it. Don't make people wear what they don't want to wear. Correct. Yes, and I do love tradition with things, but I think don't make people No, that's right. Uncomfortable. That's probably mm. it. There. Who's got murder, uh, death bodies? For you? Do you want, would you care to or um, shall I? Uh, go on. Let's, Me? Okay. Sh- you should see Chanel's face because she's really excited. I can hear um, it in the smile. Oh, Me? <laughs> we, we haven't been back for a while.
1: Mm. I feel like it's been a while.
0: Yeah, has anyone seen a dead body? We haven't asked that in a while.
1: Uh... No,
0: but there's a pair of men's underpants at the park now. Oh, here we go. It's not the same. No, I didn't call the police, so yeah, because someone's you. probably just had sex in your park. <laughs> oh, they're good underpants too, like <laughs> the Bonds ones. They're like thirty dollars a pair at least. This is what I mean. It's expensive Someone's underpants. probably
1: just had crazy night sex in your park.
0: But they're sort of next to the road. I reckon someone's flung them out of their truck on the I way home. Flung them, them out of their truck? It. Maybe they shat themselves. I don't know, but I didn't call the place. So no, no dead bodies, just underpants. I
1: have taken my Spanx off once at a function and put them in my handbag.
0: Yeah, because they roll up when you sit down. They and were too uncomfortable. Little... Yeah. You can't eat. You yeah. got to breathe. Yeah.
1: And Nico had to get something out. out of my handbag and I was like, oh, just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I need to credit Sarah Chang from The Atlantic for part of this story. Oh, she had a very helpful articu- art- article. Articule. Articule. Do you need the Terry Bell before we start? I feel like you do.
0: Yes. <sighs> you go to, don't talk about me. Oh gone. don't talk about see? me. Do you see how I knew no. she would need this? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't have it already
1: set up. She's in a mood, I can tell. Oh, God. She's really excited. Yeah. (laughs) She needs it. She ran the whole way to get it and ran the whole way back. Here it comes, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Pop it there. Pop your headphones on. We nearly lost the Terry Bell. Sorry? Well, because Kieran, because the chickens won't go into the coop at night. And Kieran's trying to think of all these different methods of making them know that it's night time and they have to go into their coop. Oh, and the bell? Well, he thought that perhaps if there was a sound, that he could train them to... This is the sound. Is that I, a thing? Well... I said, darling, you're going to go down there every night at dusk and ring a bell. The neighbours are going to lose yeah. it. Mm. No, he's he's changed tack. He's got a light system rigged up down there.
1: Okay. Right. October 2006, and we're in Longview, Texas. Yeah. Hmm. Two men are walking through a wooded area of Longview when they come across a burning mass. At first, they think they found a ma- mannequin. Mannequin. Don't know which one it is. Okay. Not mannequin. Word. Yeah, I mannequin. say mannequin too. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they think they found a mannequin that's been set on fire, but they soon realize it's actually a body.
0: I'm not sure now. I'm going to get one of those pronouncing things okay. while you're
1: busy. They s- soon realize it's a body and it has been doused in petrol just minutes before they f- found it and obviously set on fire. Police are called to the scene and they notice a few things about the body straight away. They can work out that the body is female. She is roughly aged between 17 and 25. She's Caucasian with strawberry blonde hair. I always wanted strawberry blonde hair.
0: Mm. My kids have strawberry blonde hair oh, you know, to delightful.
1: Of- and she has perfect teeth. On her they find about forty dollars.
0: Sorry, that's What's the What's happening? Ads. Well, I'm trying to get the manne- oh, mannequin quin thing, but the ad. Oh, skip ad. I'm not very good on I don't go on YouTube a lot. Skip ad.
1: You're no, really up and about today. Mm. <laughs> I oh, don't want to try Okay. A trial. lot of pep. Okay. pep. <laughs> Hang mannequin. On. Mannequin. Mannequin. I think it's spelt mannequin. Say it again. Yeah, I it is. Mannequin. Yeah, yeah mannequin, mannequin with a yeah, mannequin.
0: Okay, good.
1: So, they find about $40 on her and they also, when they uh, look forensically at her body, they find semen inside her. Mm. Now, when police find a body, usually the first thing they do is they go back through missing persons reports when they're trying to ID a body and they do that, but no one matches the description they've been able to piece together of the body. Sorry, what year is this? 2006. Oh, okay. By December, so we started in October... Mm. Uh, no one has come forward looking for anyone of her description, uh, so they buried her and she became known as Lavender Doe because of the purple top she was wearing at the time. Others dubbed her the girl with the perfect smile because she had perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. Now, even though police buried her, they didn't stop trying to work out who she was because she's a young woman found, burned to death. Yes?
0: This is the first time this has happened. What? Kirsten, can you guess what's happened? What? No. What happened? What? Well, we've we've each got multiple stories ready to go. Oh Is it, no! Do you have this story? <gasps> story? I've got others. That's the first time it's Is happened. Is it in front oh of you God. right now? No, it's on my laptop. I'm very happy to hear it. Let's. You. We can do it together. No, you do it. You do all the work. Go. <laughs> This has never happened. No, it's nice and I'm listening. I actually got confused during it, so um, mm-hmm. I'm happy for you to do it. Why were you confused? Because I've forgotten exactly. I didn't ha- I've didn't. got it on there. I haven't got it ready to go today. I've got other ones today.
1: I don't know what's happening with you. Why Dee, did was we talking... both pick
0: the same story? Kindred Spirits. It is
2: episode 111 and this has not happened yet, which is surprising.
0: Well, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? And we don't check, do we? Occasionally, when did you we'll write say... this? Oh, I'd have to find the thing and see. Like last... ages ago though, no, right? Because no, I wrote it no, this
1: week. No. So uh, somehow we have Hang on. fallen in
0: sync. Do you? Because do you, oh, no, again, Dee it...
1: Dee and I don't talk about what stories we're doing.
0: Lavender Dough? Yes. Oh, so I haven't. Yeah, see, I'd. Hang on. When? So when did I? Oh, 12 days ago. That's and I so clearly weird. haven't finished it. Like, I hadn't got it ready to do. So, you've done all the tidying up.
1: Okay. First time for everything. Mm. So, even though the police buried her, they didn't stop trying to work out who she was. They kept her DNA before they buried her and they tried to match it. But there was nothing and years go past and there's still no clue as to who she is. And when I say years, seven of them go past. With her case still open, though, after seven years, police exhumed her body to try to create a 3D image of her face so they can release it, which I think is quite amazing. Um, They put that image out and still no one comes forward to claim her or to claim that they even know who she is. Nothing. Nothing. So we fast forward to July of 2018, and a second body turns up at Longview.
0: I've completely forgotten what happens in this story. This oh, is have it? you? Yeah. Okay.
1: The <laughs> difference is this time they know who this woman is right. who's turned up in Longview. Her name is Felicia Pearson, um, and this time they do they do the same thing. So when they find the body, they don't know who she is. They check missing persons records, and there's a match yeah. for the identity of the body the description of the body, and a person who's gone missing. Felicia's mother had reported her missing days earlier. I think it was about two days earlier. And she believed the last person her daughter was with was a man called Joseph Wayne Burnett. And when police find Burnett, they realize that he's a sex offender and he had been in prison from 2007 to 2017.
0: So... Lavender
1: Doe died in 2006, a year before he went into prison, and Felicia died a year after he got out. When they arrest him, police say he made a full confession to killing Felicia and to the murder of Lavender Doe 12 years earlier, but her identity remains unknown. So, Gregg County Sheriff Maxie Serliano told the Longview News Journal, On the day of the murder, we believe that Lavender Doe was possibly at the Walmart Supercenter on 4th Street in Longview. She was possibly walking the parking lot by the lawn and garden area and may have been soliciting customers as they entered and exited the store trying to sell them items from a brochure.
0: I can remember looking up at one point, and I'm mm. sure there's a story in it, the number of murders that happen in Walmart car parks. Really?
1: Yeah. Because people are spotted in Walmart car parks? I'm not sure.
0: Keep going and okay, I'll see if you I go. can find.
1: Meanwhile, so people have been following the case of Lavender Lavender Doe and the girl with the perfect smile for a really long time. And in 2017, it grabbed the attention of a man called Kevin Lord. He was a former computer programmer starting to become a private investigator. And pretty much what happens at this point is there's a kind of a group, a Facebook group of super sleuths who are online kind of piecing together murders. And I feel like this would happen a lot
0: online and I want
1: to be a part of it anyway.
0: Well, it's like that... um documentary uh don't don't fuck don't with cats, fuck with cats. Don't fuck yes. With
1: cats. Oh, yes it's so true
0: yeah um i'll do the one i'm going to talk about thing. don't
1: fuck with cats at the end of this because there was a okay. story that happened in our town this week you'll know what i'm talking about surely that we need to discuss because that was wild mm-hmm. um so lord kevin lord recommended the case to a the DNA Doe Project, um, which was an online volunteer project aiming to solve cold cases using genetic genealogy. So the project's volunteers use genetic genealogy to solve cold cases. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's all these people in this group. Some of them have previously worked with police and they test DNA samples from unidentified bodies using technology that mimics, you know, like the ancestry... Yeah. That mimics those tests, which is far more powerful than what labs have access to. Mm-hmm. So it just gives them a, a bigger range of DNA material to look at. Um, they can match up to six hundred to seven hundred thousand of these markers to reveal more distant cousins of people than just your immediate family the, the, and the that the police labs do.
0: Not comfortable with that because it like draws people into cases that yes. are so far removed from it. Correct.
1: So in August last year, DNA Doe crowdfunded uh, $1,400 US dollars to analyze Lavender Doe's DNA using the database GEDmatch. They found third cousins and fourth cousins with Czech ancestry. Eventually, by using records, they found a middle-aged woman in Texas living about 50 kilometres from where Lavender Doe's body was found, who seems certain to be her first cousin once removed. The only problem was that woman, that woman wasn't aware of anyone missing in her family. Ooh, okay. The volunteers tracked down cousins of that woman. There was one she didn't know had existed, a woman called Robin, who died about age 50 in September 2006. Online police records and newspaper articles revealed a little bit about her. Uh, Kevin says, We saw that she was not stable, had a lot of alcohol related arrests, and had a bunch of different husbands. Lord found that Robert had once lived with a man called Johnny Dodd. Dodd had a daughter whose social security number was no longer active. Through MySpace, Lord was able to find a profile of Dodd's daughter. She had strawberry blonde hair and perfect teeth.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So DNA testing confirmed her identity and Lavender Doe's name was eventually revealed and her name was Dana Lynn Dodd. Uh, The volunteers said they had a strange mix of emotions when they realised that they'd cracked this case, but also sadness. They were happy that they'd done it, but obviously sadness that they finally worked out who she was and would have to tell this family what had happened to her. Um, Dana's father was actually homeless, and also had a lot of alcohol-related arrests to his name. Both parents had abandoned Dana when she was young. She'd bounced around different homes. She'd gone to Florida to live with her older half-sister, Amanda, um, who was – already a mother herself. Amanda told the Longview News Journal that at first Dana loved being part of the family. We always sat down at the dinner table and she loved that we always asked how was your day. She looked forward to that and she told me that she looked forward to that time as a family but in her mid-teens things kind of spiraled out of control. She was taking drugs, she got into trouble and eventually she just left town with a boyfriend Um, and it was years after that when families started filing missing persons reports, mm. but I think they never turned up in the database because it was the wrong area.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So at the time they worked out that she died, which was 2006, she, she was 21 years old. Uh, in September this year, on what have, would would have been her 34th birthday, her half sister, her half brother, uh, they traveled to Longview in Texas to visit her grave. And they actually decided to leave her buried where the police yeah, buried her. Yeah. Um for us to know that someone took the time out of their day to come and care for her, put flowers on her grave. Um, she said, we don't know who you are, but um, we're, we're happy that you cared for her. Yeah. Cause I think people were going and visiting her grave and, and, and leaving flowers and things. So um, they said, we can come here and visit her. We didn't want to take her away
0: from y'all. It, it actually sounds as though more people cared about her in death than did during her life.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Um, Burnett has pleaded not guilty to the two murders, even though he confessed. And her uh, Dana's half siblings are going to return to Texas for the trial. Wow. Internet super sleuths.
0: Good on them. Mm. Where do they get the time, though?
1: I don't. Oh, I could make time for that.
0: I suppose everyone's in lockdown. Well, America's certainly more in lockdown than we are. Can we quickly
1: moment. talk about Don't Fuck with Cats and the stories oh, yeah. that happened this week? Well, do you know which one I'm talking about? Lost Locks Home?
0: Uh, oh, yes. What
1: the hell was that all about? So, in our town of Melbourne, I can't remember what day it was, some day this week, Yeah. a man in full army fatigues, am I right? Yes. yes. Bulletproof vest. With a
0: military rifle. With a military an rifle. An automatic weapon. Yes. yes.
1: Went into an animal shelter, yep. is the easiest way to describe it, found a woman who was working in the animal shelter, bound her, yep. hands and feet,
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: and... Asked her.
0: Where are the cats?
1: Where are the cats? Yeah. yeah. Where do you keep the cats? Where Mm. do you keep the cats? I immediately thought about don't fuck with cats. And I was terrified.
0: There wasn't there. So. We
1: don't get a lot of this here.
0: They've arrested him. As in, people
1: roaming the streets with military rifles is not a thing.
0: No, no, we don't get that. They've arrested him, and there was something to do with the cat having been taken, or so I think he perhaps thought that his cat, his been, cat was, was there. there. Mm. Yeah,
1: and then he left. Everyone was fine. No one was injured. He's now been charged. Yeah, go to court. Yeah, but one don't of the weirdest stories uh, yeah, I've heard very... come out of our little. I thought town it was going to be the
0: when you said animals, the pigeon one. The pigeon one is crazy. That yeah, is pigeon. crazy. So that one, that's a Joe jo the Pigeon? Joe the, the... Jo the Pigeon. A- Pigeon turned up here in Melbourne and they worked out that the little tag around its ankle said that it had come from America. Alabama. Fif- Alabama. 15, oh, yep. 15,000 kilometres. And then bird fancy has bobbed up and said, no, there's no way it could have flown all that way. It <laughs> yes. must have flown a, a bit and then got on a ship yes. and then shipped the rest of the way here. And
1: what a story. Yes. The person that found it looked it up on the internet and apparently there yes. is a missing birds register oh, and it was wow. listed – on the missing birds register, and that's how they knew it was from Alabama. Continue.
0: Well, then the authorities here said, well, we have to kill it because it's a biosecurity risk, but then they said that the tag might be a fake, and it's not really from America. Somebody's just pretending that it's from America. I think they're lying about that to save its life. Do you reckon? Oh, I don't think that's real. I think it really has come from a long way away. Oh, okay. But they're saying that. Got you. And they ha- there would have to be a major investigation. But I think you can't just kill a bird. No. This why has gone all the way
1: to-, to our acting prime minister. Yes. But our acting prime minister yes. <laughs> was asked about Joe the pigeon. And it's gone viral online.
0: Yeah. But why do they have to kill it? Why can't they just put it like we do with human quarantines? Why can't they just quarantine it for a while? I don't know. But when this story
1: came into the newsroom, uh, my – Colleague Nick McCallum was assigned the story, and I could not <laughs> shut the fuck up about it. Like, I was mental on it. I was like, there were all these really serious stories going on in the news. We've got the Australian Open at the moment, and that's a big story here because we're importing the virus through tennis players, and there's all these strict protocols, and our government's being slammed for it. And this was me. We have to do the pigeon story. I, I just I don't understand. Like, is the boss not hot on it? What's going on? Like, are you. We have, and we did it. And the boss was like, it's and a great story. Nick would story.
0: love that. Nick loves donkeys, doesn't he? He's he, a very he, big animal yes, man. Yes, yeah. he
1: loved it. And I couldn't – he sits opposite me and I kept saying, what's happening with the pigeon? Where are we at? <laughs> what's the latest? <laughs> yeah, what's the latest? And then when they said they were going to kill the pigeon, yeah. I was like, well, we need to go out there and shoo him so that he cannot be caught. Oh, I see. Right. Yes. Yeah. I was like, we need a professional group of vigilante shoers who will just commit their time to go out there and shoo him away. <laughs> yes. He's a pretty pigeon, though.
0: It is a pretty pigeon. And it did have a sort of an American air to it. It's got a confident sort of American way about it. Land of the it. free yeah. and type of from, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. And people from London have been tweeting about it, saying, like, your cousins at Trafalgar Square stand with you.
0: Having said all that, <laughs> I don't really Seriously. like pigeons. Like they're rats. They're dirty. Rats, rats the guys carrying things. It's but but can't they just put it in with the tennis players? such a great story, though. Get a little exercise, bar oh, or something. the tennis players! It's wild. At the I hate moment. tennis. I hate it. What? I hate tennis. How can you hate tennis? I do. I hate it. What is it? It's just a bunch of egomaniacs just donking a ball back and forth on each other. Donk. 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 Oh. Donk. Temper what? tantrum. Donk. Drink of water. <laughs> Donk, donk. Still. Temper tantrum.
1: Real athletes, though. You sometimes cannot be play, serious. They play for like four uh, hours sometimes. At the Vantage,
0: Federer. Oh, I oh, could you not. did that quite Careless, well. I don't know all of their names. Um, just before I start my story. Sure. Just a little side note. Yeah. Can every country yeah. get its own place names? Now, what I do am you mean? sick and What's tired. What's a place name? Mm. Well, if you've got a town. Yeah. Then give it an original name. What do you mean? That only belongs to your country. Well, hold I'll on a tell second. You... Yes.
1: Everywhere in this country mm-hmm. is named after somewhere that's stolen from overseas.
0: No, not everyone. Yeah. No. I yeah. Bet there's not an Eildon. There's I a bet Croydon. There's not a, yeah. a there's There wouldn't a... be a Crowe Jingle anywhere else in the world. Birrarung. Those original. Yes.
1: Names. Yes. Yes. But we named our suburbs after everything UK. Yeah, yes. but then
0: how many Richmonds are there in the world? Get your Google thingy out. I'm glad
1: we started naming suburbs and places after the
0: yeah, original people
1: that were on this land. Well, but for I'll, a while, we were just stealing here's shit.
0: Why. I started reading the story and went oh gosh that's interesting what's okay. happened here uh, this bloke from this town which is in Australia I thought this is a good local story that's from we turned
1: it off so that you wouldn't hear that but yeah, I know you heard, heard it in it your anyway, thing I just coughed. wanted to do it right in the microphone
0: the story is set in Perth okay Australia has a Perth so does Canada and I got See? all the way through and I have got it all in research and everything and I went oh hang on who had it's it not first Perth. yeah what, uh, who had Perth first? I don't know. Canada.
1: Yeah, I reckon it's I'm them. I'm just going to say it would be
0: Canada. Guaranteed. Well, we shouldn't have called our one after their one. Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. Get your it's
1: own. our fault. There's
0: a second example in the story of where okay. this has happened. So you're writing this thinking we're in
1: Australia, yeah, but we're in Canada.
0: That's right. Okay. Eastern Ontario Ent- Ontario, Ontario,
1: Ontario.
0: How do they say it?
1: I think. They say it different. We say everything's strange.
0: I'm going to say it Australian wise. Perth is a town in eastern Ontario. Canada. So this, their Perth. Oh, here we are. I can tell you exactly when it was established: 1816. So yeah, they beat us. Um, it was originally a military settlement, and they set up farms for. So it, when soldiers came back from the Second World War, yes, First World War, I beg your sure, pardon, they set up farms for them, and veterans from other countries were also offered some land there in return for their service. Mm-hmm. So this incident takes place in Perth in 1828. Was a Wednesday, December the 10th. It was in the middle of their winter.
1: That's quite smart, giving returned soldiers land.
0: Yeah, so they could sort you're of giving them start a job a life. as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's a good, healthy, outdoorsy sort of life because yeah. they, they didn't treat mental health problems very well in those days. Mm. Um, Thomas Easby was a pioneer and he had a wife and five children and he lived in a log cabin. Here's another thing Delicious. I'll say about Canada their road names are weird. Why? Because the right, the name of the road is the Ninth Concession of Drummond. That's the name of the road. I That's read it long. and went no. And look it up. You put it into Google Maps. Ninth Concession of Drummond.
1: But then, do you think the way they name streets in New York is smarter? Like just twenty seventh and forty. Yes,
0: I love it. Same. It makes it so easy to know. You can think picture. I think. Where so, you are. I think so as well. East side, West side. Yeah. Yep. Gets confusing over in the lower West. You know. Yeah. there It's much, much smarter uh so the ninth concession of drummond is on the main highway between perth and lanark village so it was about three o'clock in the morning when a man called john tullis he lived with his wife margaret jamison and i don't know why they've got different surnames in back in 1828 uh, they had eight children they lived on a farm in drummond and and this john tullis was woken up by some shouting in the distance so he looked outside and he saw an orange glow coming from the house that belonged to his neighbor Thomas Easby. The Easby cabin was on fire. So John Tullis' teenage sons, John Jr. and Sinclair, that's a good Christian name for a boy, Sinclair. Sinclair. Mm, I like it. They ran over to help. And as John Jr. got near the door, t- Thomas Easby called out, Who comes there? And if you said that now, people would laugh. <laughs> Who's coming in my garden? You, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Tullis boys. Said it was them. It's it's yes. it's us. It's John Junior and Sinclair from next door. From next door. And Thomas Easby yelled back at them. Or he told them that he had mastered the fire himself. Oh. Meaning I've got it under control. So the boys then offered to stay a little bit longer in case there was a flare up or sure. something. Sure. But Thomas Easby said to them that no danger could possibly arise. As he meant to sit up till morning, and he oh. told them that they should go home. So he was saying, "I'm going to stay and watch it. That's all right." Okay. So around about dawn, John Tullus Jr. again saw flickering light coming from the cabin. So he ran back, and he found Thomas Easby sitting yes. by the fire. Okay. The 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 actual fire. Yeah. And Easby told John Jr. that his family had burnt to death. Oh. Except the youngest child. Now, as he was Sorry. saying it, I know, weird. As he was saying that, John Jr. heard a groan coming from the cellar. So he said to Thomas Easby, They're not all dead yet. I can hear someone. And Easby said to him that they had all been dead for some hours. So obviously, it's all very weird. A coroner's inquest was convened the next day. And Thomas Easby said that he had been woken up. And uh, he was woken by smoke and it was nearly suffocating him. And he looked across and he saw that the bed, which was made of straw, just near the fireplace... Um, and his wife and four kids were all laying on that bed, he said the bed was on fire. So he ran and opened the door, but opening the door made the flames just... I mean, that's the stupidest thing to do in a fire. If you open the door, it lets oxygen. So that made the flames raise higher. So he said he saw his wife try and stand up, but she fell back again. He then said that he took hold of the bed. He tried to pull it out the door, but the floor gave way, and the whole family tumbled into the cellar. Oh, Are you buying any of this so None far? None of it. No, okay. Uh, Thomas Easby said he put water on the bed till the fire went out, and the whole time he didn't see any signs of life from any of the family, other than his wife with that moment where she tried to sit up. Right. So the coroner recorded that the bodies of Anne Easby and four of the children were shockingly scorched, the bed and blankets were nearly all consumed, but the odd thing was that the shanty, the shack, yes was not burned at all, or hardly. So Thomas Easby and one son, little Joseph, who was four years old, they survived and weren't injured at all. So the coroner returned a verdict of accidental death and the bodies were taken to Perth and buried. Oh. Not in Australia. They didn't take around the world. trip. The confusion they could have avoided if everyone had it. their own names for their own towns.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Yep.
0: That happened two days after the fire. They buried the bodies. So after the funerals, Thomas Easby went back to his cabin, a little Joseph, his four-year-old, was taken in by neighbours.
1: Why didn't he look after him? I don't know. Maybe just
0: not capable. Maybe he was grieving. I don't know. But these neighbours sounded really lovely. Joseph Pitt and Martha Richardson, and they had children already. So maybe they offered to look after the little one. So Martha, the mother, overheard Joseph mumbling to himself about Daddy hitting Mummy with an axe. Oh! Little boy's just rocking in his chair. It's like when I let Bonnie watch birds. I told you that story, haven't I? Yeah, I think you have. Yeah. Bad birdie. Bad birdie. If you've seen Hitchcock's Birds, you'll know why I should never let have seen it. Um, When uh, Martha Richardson was building a fire under the kettle in the kitchen, little Joseph, four years old, said, that's what Daddy did to Mummy she was building the fire. Uh, Little Joseph pointed to a spade and said how his father had struck his mother with one and Daddy threw coals among them to burn them. Oh. Yep. Uh, uh, Can I just say, he's four years old, four-year-olds are... The worst little smart asses. (laughs) It's around about the time just before their filter kicks in. And this is really interesting. A friend did an interview, Bonnie, when she was little for a a university thing she was studying. is when do children learn to lie? Oh, And up until four, I think, at four, no filter, just... Truth. The truth Truth comes out. They are shocking. They'll tell you. you're You look ugly. (laughs) You look fat. They'll tell you all that. And then after that, they start to sort of learn to lie. oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this kid, no filter. Yep. Little no, we'll call him that, no filter Joseph. Um, so some of the boys living in the house, the Richardson boys, they were cutting some wood and little no filter Joseph said, um, he picked up a club apparently and made a hitting motion. Oh, no. And said, this is the way my daddy done my mammy. <gasps> this is the way daddy done too. And then mentioned each of the children's names. So we're pretty clear now on what's okay. going on. Sure. Uh, so the boys told their mum. Martha told a neighbour. The neighbour just happened to be a. And here's another example of a of of name of a town being. The, okay. The district magistrate in Bathurst. Oh yes, we've we got one here. We've in got Australia. one of those. A man named John Balderson. So he happened to be a magistrate and she told him. Balderson called the coroner back to the scene along with two more magistrates and a doctor. And they had another look and they saw that the hut where Thomas Easby was now living alone had very little fire damage. Mm. So they exhumed all five bodies. Yes. They carried them to the courthouse. Oh. Several doctors took a closer look. Carried them. And they found, Yeah. Well, not in their hands, not like in a shopping oh, basket.
1: I know, it's just a strange word.
0: Continue. Mm. Uh, they found, quote, barbarous and brutal marks of violence on the bodies of all. Mm. So the medical men then agreed they'd all been murdered. The report said the woman... This story is not just a straightforward murder. There's something okay, at coming. the end of this okay. yep. to do with Thomas. Um, the report said the woman's head was cut in five different parts Jesus. and... Hinder parts of the skull, so I think they mean the back, Back. uh, was all broken to mortar, as in like, uh, you know, crumbly. Yeah. Yeah. The bodies of the four children bore similar marks of inhuman treatment. The skulls were fractured and various wounds inflicted on the fleshy parts. How did they not see that the first time?
1: Oh, did you see how I was just about, I was there. I was just about to
0: go. Yep.
1: How did they not say that earlier? That's what I was about to say. Did they not look at their bodies at all?
0: Not close enough. Right. They must have in the ground. Dead. Yeah. Uh, It was also discovered that Anne Easby had been pregnant at the time of her death too. So Thomas Easby was brought from his cell to view the bodies of his family. Why? And he don't know, but they used to do that, didn't they? They would put... People out on the, you know, go, here's a murderer. Uh, He showed no emotion or concern. So they asked him, it gets worse, to handle the fractured skull. Sorry? And he did. He was a little bit reluctant to do it.
1: Because they wanted him to I don't know. say what he did. They thought they would help.
0: Probably, yeah. Okay. They asked him how the skull got those wounds and he said he didn't know. So he was put back in his jail cell. He was charged with murder, but only with a single count of murder, that with his wife, wife. Anne Easby. So in jail, he confessed to the magistrate, John Balderson, and to the jailer, James Young, that he'd killed them all with a huge club. And he said afterwards, the straw in the shanty caught fire, which scorched the bodies. Okay. So he's partially told the truth. Right. Uh, He said he had no motive for doing it, but that he had it in his mind for a month before he actually did it, and that the devil spurred him on, so he had to do it. I'm just going to terry bell myself there. Sure. I did wonder, given the circumstances of that The time, the war, I wondered whether perhaps he was one of the damaged soldiers who'd lived through the war. Right. There were men who were just not right. Yes. But so he obviously has mental health issues and no one would have recognized that or given him any kind of help at the time. I don't know that that's the case, but it did cross my mind at that time. Sure. Uh, Thomas Easeby was brought to trial on Friday, August the 21st in 1829, which was eight months after the murders. Mm -hmm. Pleaded not guilty. He testified that he must have been under the influence of insanity at the time. The magistrate, John Balderson, told the court that Easby had admitted while he was in jail to the murder. Uh, James Young, the jailer, testified that Easby had frequently confessed to him. He said that he was about to murder the remaining child, little no-filter Joseph. Yes. uh, But when he picked him up, the boy smiled and laughed in his face so he didn't have the heart to do it. Oh. The trial took less than a day, and the jury returned in a matter of minutes. They declared him guilty, and Justice Sherwood sentenced Easby to death. So, at about midday the following Monday, August 24, 1829, Thomas Easby mounted a scaffold erected in front of the Bathurst District Jail. That quick! His arms, yeah, they didn't muck around. Well, I think it was small town too, yeah. you know. Uh, his arms bound, his face was hooded. His final words were, "Justice has been done. The trap was sprung. Thomas Easby dangled in front of what was what they said was the greatest multitude of spectators that had ever been assembled at Perth." Because word had right. got around; everyone knew about it now. It was the first execution ever held there, and they really went all out. They uh, the day was public holiday; schools were closed. Everyone took the day off work. Settlers came from all parts of the district to watch the hanging. Yeah. Um, and they were hoping, I think they were just being like us, like a bit of, you know, interested in murder. But it was hoped that they could use it as a as a moral influence on the community and sure. say, look what happens if you kill Word your family. Yep. Uh, the newspapers reported that during the six months Easby spent in the Perth lockup, he seems to have eaten like his every meal was his last meal. By the time he mounted the scaffold, he had expanded to a remarkable bulk.
1: Oh, he got fat.
0: Yep. And the local Presbyterian minister, a man by the Reverend William Bell, I actually read a little bit more of him. So he was really well known for keeping diaries. Okay. He kept 17 in total, and they've still got those in museums. Yeah. He wrote of the hanging. He grew as fat as a pig during his confinement. Oh. <laughs> I love the blunt minister, isn't it? Great. So the crowd were in an absolute frenzy by now. They'd all come from everywhere to watch it. They've all got the day off work. Yep. Kids are off school, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was feared that people might actually go after Easby's body. So oh. they went through, they buried it, but that night they exhumed it and they handed the body over to Dr. Wilson and two medical students all for they the cut dissection. cut his brain open. They skinned the body. Yep. The hide was tanned in a local tannery. Sorry. And cut up into small squares. That's why? Which were sold to the public. Why? Oh. Bringing as much as two dollars a piece. No. And a strip of his tanned skin. Don't want it. Was exhibited at the Perth Fair several years later. Okay. And a lampshade, wallet. Oh, disgusting. Belt. And change purse were made of the skin of Thomas Easeby. I've just kind of popped down to Coles. Hope I've got a coin for the trolley. I'll just take it out of this purse that's made of the skin we're of Thomas Easeby. We're worried Eastby. that people
1: might take his body, so we're going to <laughs> exhume him and take him to a safe yep. place and give him a medical examination. Yep. Little did they know, these people are cutting squares of his skin off and yes. selling it.
0: And I thought it might be bullshit, but wait, we're nearly done. Uh, Dr. Wilson kept the skeleton. He kept it till he died, and it's not known where the skeleton is this uh, oh, to this see, day.
1: People were keeping skeletons all the time.
0: It was said to be in the possession of a Perth boy in the far west. Uh-huh. Uh, the surviving child, Joseph Easby, lived to – no, filter. Joseph just went through yes. life, you know, just telling people how it is. Sure. Chanel, you look shit in those tracks in pants. Yeah. <laughs> Get some makeup on your face; you look a thousand years old. Yeah, Joseph lived to the age of thirty-two. He fell off a schooner and he drowned in Toronto Harbour in eighteen fifty-six. Right. The the skin and stuff it does exist because I read a story about a museum curator. Yeah, in Perth. Who has actually seen the items and got to handle them? Oh, yeah, so Yuck. they do exist. And just a little bit of trivia, and I don't know why I've put this here. In 1893, a 22,000 pound cheese known as the Mammoth Cheese was produced in Perth to be, I just spout, exhibited <laughs> in Chicago at the World's Columbian Exposition to it's promote Canadian a, cheese around the world. That's got nothing to do with it. Just a tidbit that. you just, just added. A a cheese to it. <laughs> I must have been Googling for extra stuff, and that was there, and I liked it. Don't do you like find cheese. that interesting?
1: A little bit of murder, a little bit of cheese.
0: A little bit of skin-made things. Oh. When we bought this house,
2: there were two, because you know... What? Yeah, if you say there was a skin lampshade, I'm going to die.
0: Well, no! what the fuck? out. I have them and I can go and get them. What? Michelle, what? what? The well, when we moved in here, there were two, because, and this is horrible, this is really awful, but during the war... He, that was something that Hitler did. He would take the skin of Jews and What make do you things have in this it. house that I'm in? There were two lampshades hanging in the corners of the billiard room
1: yeah. that
0: I don't know what they're made of. What do you mean? Well, it's weird stuff.
1: Go and get them.
2: Go get them. Okay. Go get them. Go get them. What the fuck? I was just about to say I was most disturbed by the skin lampshade because that, for some reason... You know, and like, then, if the light's on, just, it Dee looks a bit just translucent. like, here's
1: one I prepared earlier. Oh,
2: two, it looks like. She's got two.
1: What? She's running again. I can hear her running through her house. She's going to the body museum part of her house.
2: You're going to need to take photos of whatever it is she pulls out of that room. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm on it. Because I need to see. Yeah. Surely not.
1: Surely not. What if it's flesh? What colour would flesh be? It would be yellowy, right? Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Look, I don't think it's skin, but I it could just in be my head skin. Uh, decided okay, so that it Send me a photo skin. immediately. <laughs> I think it might be paper. I don't know what it is, but I, in my head, just decided. They're, either way, they're kind of creepy. They're just creepy. It does have skin texture. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think it is. And someone's painted flowers on it. I took one cl- close up, Cursed. Thank you. And now... It's paper, isn't it? Like, if it was skin, it would be... I haven't touched that. it yet. But they're kind of creepy. What do there they smell is. like? They sm- smell them. Oh. It's a weird smell. Everything oh, about no. Them is...
1: I don't reckon that's paper, Dee Dee.
0: Yeah, it's paper. No, that's like a
2: leather of some sort. Like, that's got...
0: They were just giving markings. me weird vibes anyway, so I removed them and they've been in a cabinet. Pretty gross, huh? So there you are. They're possibly skin lapped. No, they're not. Like who? If anything, it would be. It's terrifying. It is. Terrifying. If anything, it would be like animal skin, because this was a farm for so long.
2: You can have
1: those back now.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, they're not nice. There's just something weird about them. Do you want me to remove them from the room? Yeah, I will. Dead Bodies is created by DD Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.